Through the Thailand team, today we have a, a special guest speaker that's here today with us. Uh, about over 40 years ago, when this hill was just a big dirt mound, uh, with uh, just people still recovering and trying to get back on their feet after the war, um, there's uh, a couple, a young couple, that came uh, with a vision and a calling from the Lord, and they planted a church uh, right here on this hill in Shilim, and uh, since then. Uh, God has established a wonderful, uh, huge church here called Cheir Songdo Presbyterian Church. And uh, through uh, powerful testimony, Pastor Huang and Samonim have been really uh, just continuing to faithfully shepherd and lead this church. And that's opened up also a MPWM, a, a Native Partners for War Missions Network, by which our church is able to send out teams to so many different countries. Uh, uh, these two have really just opened the, opened up the door for the church to send out teams all over these nations. So uh, God's just doing a mighty work through these local pastors, and it's always a joy to go and partner with them. And uh, we have uh, the samonim of our mother church. Some people know her as Madame Huang. Uh, here we just know her simply as samonim. So without further ado, let's uh, put our hands together as honor and welcome up. Wow, I'm far better than uh, Queen Elizabeth. Well, so happy to be with you, and um, <laughs> I just cannot stop to give thanks to God. Such a beautiful and powerful team in our church, and I've been praying for this so many years. And as I told you before, I've been traveling the United States and asked so many young people, would you join me? <laughs> And um, help us to go out the mission field. And they say, oh, that's great. I will think about it. But nobody came. <laughs> <laughs> but here, um, God sent so many beautiful, powerful young people here. And uh, God made this uh, church as a purpose-driven, special mission church. Because um, this is the last time, and for is a harvest. God is using you in great ways. I got a letter, email from the older pastors in uh, Thailand and Nepal, and they've been uh, telling me that. Thank you very much for sending a so beautiful, so powerful team from Korea. And they're expecting uh, more fellowship, you know, more uh, mission trip in their country. Uh, one day, um, one of the Korean church uh, mission team, uh, Send me a letter that somebody with a great time in Philippines. Uh, we have about 70 members in, uh, in Pampanga. So uh, this winter we have a great time. So uh, I'm going to send uh, uh, some more team, uh, like 100. So I said, uh, yes, that's good. And we are going to send 200. <laughs> and um, after I said, God, please. <laughs> Keep this promise. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, this morning um, I'm going to share with you about the glorious church. Uh, if I, I'm a Bible teacher, I'm not a preacher, you know, so if I start teaching or preaching, not a, the, the sharing, sometimes I go about eight hours. <laughs> but uh, he's a timekeeper here, so she, he's going to give you a sign. So I don't know if I can stop you or not. Anyway, I've tried my best anyway. So to save my time, I gave the, uh, the little slip nine to nine people. Would you raise your hand, please? Nine people. Okay. So I want you to read the paper, you know, so fast. If I uh, show up, my title here, okay? So uh, uh, what's the top secret in the Bible? Top secret in the Bible. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. The top secret the Bible says, the profound mystery, there's a hidden secret and a deep secret. I'm talking about the Christ and the church. Uh, you guys have a top secret, you know. When you start uh, dating, the people come to me and, uh, oh, someone in this top secret. <laughs> And uh, I'm starting dating uh, with Mina. Uh, so uh, please don't tell it to anybody's top secret. So, yeah, I'll keep promise. Okay. I will. Then, next day, <laughs> next day, I found that everybody knows that. <laughs> it's not a top secret, you know. Because, you know, uh, the uh, St. Paul, Apostle Paul, he preached in uh, the church in Ephesus, you know. He preached for three years. So he taught Bible so many uh, times in uh, like uh, Toronto uh, Bible classroom. So he sent, uh, he, couldn't, uh, he thought he, they could understand my deep secret. So that's why he was talking about the uh, 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 profound mystery about the church and the Christ. You know? in, he's been writing so many uh, letters to the churches, but this is the only church. He was talking about the church and uh, Christ. So this is a really profound mystery. So the Bible says Revelation uh, chapter 23, if we have the ears, just uh, I want to listen what the Holy Spirit t- telling you about the church this time, okay? So uh, uh, let's understand about the what, uh, how, how, what is the birth of the church, okay? So, who's next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you have three. Hallelujah! The good pronunciation, father of me anyway. <laughs> That's why I ask you to read it, you know. Sometimes you guys say, oh, someone, I sometimes can understand your pronunciation. Like my grandson, grandson Daniel, he always tells me, Grandma, you're not, you're not speaking a correct pronunciation. I want to correct you. So um, <laughs> I told him, you know, if you want to be the Asian country, we have to learn Congolese, Douglish, <laughs> you know, Singlish. We have so many different kinds of English. So... Uh, 
I want you to learn the English, you know. So <laughs> today you are learning Congress anyway. <laughs> so the, but the Bible says, if you want to study the birth of the church, the Bible says the Lord God caused a man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's lips and closed it with the, uh, closed it and placed with flesh, you know. That is the uh, uh, first picture of the church. That is the first picture of the church. Now, I want you to think about it. You know, when Jesus was pierced in deep lips, okay, was breathing there, because of this breathing, for our transgression, he was crushed for our iniquities, for his wound, we were healed. Hallelujah. So he was pierced deep lips, was bleeding. Because of his blood, we could have a new life. Hallelujah. You could have a regeneration. Hallelujah. That's why, that's how the birth of the church has happened in the Bible. And then also, as you read John 19, uh, destroy this temple. I'm going to uh, rebuild it in three days. And people are surprised that we built this temple for 40 years. How can you build up this temple in three days? So disciples, even they didn't understand it. They didn't understand the meaning of it. But nobody understood it. But when the disciples was experienced the resurrection of Christ, then he understood it. Not the real meaning of the church. So um, he means... He was speaking about his body, his body. Through his body, he's going to build a church. And if you read the 19, uh, chapter, uh, verse 30, when he had this drink and just said, it is finished. In other words, it is accomplished. I accomplished the, the church. With that, he bowed down his head and gave up his spirit for the church. That's the birth of the church. And after he delivered the church, he had to have a good care of the church. So let's start about the, how he gave us the good care of the church. I want to read uh, uh, Rome 8.30, okay? Thank you. And those who predestined, he also called and those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. So many Christians have failed in his uh, faith because when once they are saved and they say, Oh, thank you so much, God. I'm saved. From now on, I'm, not, I'm going to live a good life. Thank you very much. It's the right way. We are saved. But he also glorified us. He justified, glorified. Hallelujah. We jumped in, in his redemption work with faith. Hallelujah. We are not doing nothing for. If we read Isaiah, if we have time, I want to read Isaiah 62, and he's going to call us Hepsiver. Hepsiver. He's going to make us to be called like Hepsiver. Until then, without ceasing, he's working in us. He's working in us to make a good shape, to have a glorious church, to have a, a beautiful church. So let's study from the uh, uh, HKR uh, 16. 
I want to uh, divide it in three sections. The calling, calling of your church, okay? So first, ask you. On the day. This is a long story of uh, uh, God uh, through its care. How I called you, and how I could justify you, and how I glorified you. There's three steps here. So I want you to read carefully here. On the day when you're born, your cord was not cut. That means if a baby does not cut the cord, the baby's, baby will die, you know. They, they can survive, you know. Or if they do not wash with the salt or in cream and loved and, and wrapped with a cross, the baby cannot survive, you know. So Israel people, the custom, they, if they have newborn baby, they have a, a, a very special cloth and they love with salt, with a dead salt, you know. So that's why uh, dead sea salt is so expensive, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They always use their dead soldiers. So they love, you know. But nobody take care of this baby. So uh, no one looked on you with pity, had or compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, they were thrown out in the orphan field, like uh, abandoned, you know. Nobody can take care of that. And then he was passed and sold kicking about in your blood and lay there in your blood, and he said, live. Hallelujah. He passed by, and he said to the baby, nobody was taking care of that. He said, live. And then, later, okay, justified his body, okay? Next. Amen. And made my vow to you and entered into a covenant with you. Amen. Then I bathed you with water and water your blood from you and anointed you with oil. I clothed you also with embroidered clothes and shod you with fine leather. I wrapped you in fine linen and covered you with silk. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, after he called the church. And he justified his body and said he made a covenant with you. He made a covenant with us and said, you will be mine. Hallelujah. And then you became mine. So he closed with an embroidered dress and a leather sandal on you. Leather sandal means that is the, uh, that is not legal leather. That is the leather made up from the uh, water peak. Do you know water peak? Yeah. Water pig is waterproofed sand, waterproofed water litter, a special litter. So no dust, no dirty things can come in your feet, you know. That's special litter. So God is protecting you, hallelujah, with a special litter. So sin cannot come into your feet, you know. So he made, he made this little sandal for you. So he, he can put, they can put, and they can dress with fine linen, and they can cover it. 
with a costly and white garment to justify us. Hallelujah. That's a beautiful picture of the, our master. That's a beautiful picture of God, how he justified us. And lastly, he also glorified the body. He glorified the church, okay? Next. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To make a so beautiful queen, he provided all the all the earrings, you know, beautiful crown on the head and adorned with gold and silver, uh, silver things, you know, all, all the decoration to make it beautiful. And lastly, he crowned, he crowned the beautiful crown on his head. So that is the, that they heard their fame and among the nations on the account of the beauty, the people, people's, people, Start to come and start gather to see the glory, to see the splendor of this glory. That is the glorious picture, glorious picture of the church. So that is the, his plan. He called the church and he justified the church and he also glorified his church. So that is the process, you know. And if you read Ephesians chapter 5, 25 to 27, you can see a more detailed picture of how we, he cleansed our all iniquities or all the uh, uh, blameless. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or any such thing, that he might be holy and without blemish. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning I could Aaron. Would you give your... Uh, uh, picture on your wedding of his uh, wedding gown alone. But I called her, but she didn't answer me. So, <laughs> I don't have that picture of But I, I really planned to show the picture of Anna in your wedding picture, you know. They, you know all the wedding bride, uh, they have a wedding so clean, so beautiful, you know. Spotless. Brimless gown. That is the uh, gown the husband want to see on a wedding day. So here he said, I want to make her holy and cleansing her by washing with water through the world. Hallelujah. He's the one who is wiping our dirty spot, you know. Because the word of God is living and active. Hallelujah. And penetrating in our spirit, in our soul, in our body. And that is operate our soul and our body and soul. So if the uh, word of God penetrate in us, he will operate everything. Hallelujah. So he'll make it holy and cleansing her by the washing with water to the word of God. Hallelujah. So the Bible says so many pages in the Bible. Blessed is the one. Blessed is the one who can listen who can read, who can treasure the word of God in your heart. Because the word of God is so active and living, hallelujah, in us. So we don't have to worry about 
our iniquities. We don't have to worry about our dirty spot. Hallelujah. If you just read the Bible, meditate the Bible, memorize the Bible, the living word of God will active and powerfully will work in you. Hallelujah. That's how that the Bible said, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, for the church. So, to make the church holy and cleansing her by washing with water the word of God. So, and to present her himself and radiant church. These other words, very so beautiful, glorious church. So without a stain or wrinkle, any other blemish or holy and blameless. Hallelujah. That church will have to appear in front of our master, in front of our husband. You know, without spot, without blameless, without wrinkle. So we have to prepare this garment. To be a glorious church. That's what the Bible says. And what the, that's what the Bible promised. And I want you to understand how bridegroom loves his bride. Okay? I want to share that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate from us from Jesus Christ, okay? And next song. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. You know, that's why, uh, that's why Jesus is walking around the uh, seven lamp stand to see the churches with the blazing fire eyes, you know. So to see the church, if they are okay, if they are spotless, if there's anything I can teach, if there's anything I can rebuke, if there's anything I can correct. So he's just walking around, you know, walking around with a blazing fire eyes. That the church is his body. The revelation is not written for, the, uh, for us to give uh, some uh, worry or you know, uh, some uh, about the, worry about the last punishment. No, it's, it's written for the seven churches. Seven churches means all the churches in the world, you know, to prepare his coming, what we have to do as a church. So he wanted his, he wanted his church to be holy and glorious and perfect church and beautiful. So even these churches are his body. There are so many churches he gets encouraged, you know, rewarding and, and rebuking. But the, all these churches are his body. So he has to take care of his church, you know. That's why he's, he's walking around the old seven lampstand and holding what? Holding what? Seven stars. Hallelujah. Seven stars means the leaders of the church. Hallelujah. 
leaders of the church. Now, he's holding, steadfast. He's holding the older leaders of the church, all the pastors, hallelujah, all the leaders. So we don't have to worry. We are in his hand, hallelujah. Now, he's looking all these seven churches and taking care of these churches. So, uh, lastly, the expectation of our husband, of our uh, Shabuji or Sharmoni, <laughs> they want to multiply uh, their descendant. Hallelujah. That's what, it, that's the plan of God, you know. I want you to read, uh, uh, no, this is not, I want you to read uh, Isaiah, okay. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. That's a beautiful picture uh, to prepare as a tent maker. In other words, you know, to build up the beautiful church, to build up the, his body. So this, they are commanding us, you know, if we read, uh, uh, let's all read uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1, 28. Let's read all together. With your Bible. I'm a Jim, I've been, I, NIV, but you're different, so uh, I want you to do all of it. Uh, chapter 1, 28. Okay. Let it go. Hallelujah. His will to see his seed be fruitful and increasing number, fill the earth and subdue it. Hallelujah. I was a Christian, I was uh, talking a long time, and we sometimes argue and something, fight and something. <laughs> and uh, sometimes, oh, my God! And he said, <laughs> and he said, no! He's <laughs> coming back. Mom, I'll obey you. <laughs> I'm so precious, son. <laughs> and the other day he came to me. Uh, we were talking about the plan, the church, you know, about the future plan. And he was, somebody, what would you do uh, if we have uh, 2,000 new fillies? Hmm? I said, 2,000, nothing. <laughs> you know, God gave me a dream. To me personally, 10 million. 10 million. So one day, that was about uh, seven years, uh, not five years, five, six years ago now. So I, I've been praying for the well, 10 million, 10 million. So, God, what does it mean? Why, why do I have to pray for this, you know? So I, I don't understand the meaning of it. So do you want, do, do, do you mean that? Uh, I, I'll be a first lady someday, maybe. <laughs> no. Now you'll be the mother of 10 million. So I, I did not know, you know. So in a generation, about five years so I prayed again. Please, God, show me the vision. Please under, make me understand so I can pray continuously. And he said, I want to count 
all your sons and daughters in the world. And think about after 10 years. I should count that <laughs> from Philippines, you know, from Nepal, from all the countries. And I count at the time, at the time was uh, like 200,000. At the time, about six years ago. And I was multiplying that after 10 years, exactly 10 million. So, Christian, 2,000, nothing. <laughs> so he said, what would you do, Samoni, if we have a 2,000? Nothing. <laughs> Company my dream. Because God told us, like a sand, like a stone, hallelujah. He wanted to increase your number, hallelujah. That's why God allow you, God asked you to step in all the different countries, okay? All the nations, all the tribes, hallelujah. If you want to step in, you can start filled for the harvest. And you will start to pray for that, hallelujah. And they will gather all the peoples to see the brightness of his glory through you, hallelujah. So I want you filled with your glory. I want you filled with your glory. I want to um, show the beautiful picture of a uh, uh, queen and a king in the Bible uh, from the book of Esther. Um, I'm a Bible teacher, you know? So <laughs> I want to teach you uh, all the uh, survey of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Oh, that's beautiful, you know? So beautiful. That's why I have to sit down here for eight hours, you know. <laughs> yeah, if I go to China, uh, the Korean Chinese, you know, uh, the underground church is very strict, so I cannot preach, you know, standing here. But if I sit down, it's okay. <laughs> if I sit down, it's okay. They say the Tamwa, you know, conversation, that's okay. So I just can stand here just 10 minutes, you know, as a guest speaker. They, they do not allow me as a main speaker, just a short speaker. So I just preach just 10 minutes. Then he said, let's gather in the evening. Let's gather in the evening. And we went a big, uh, a big, uh, like a big uh, living room, big living in somebody's house. And we gathered there, about 20 papers packed like this, you know. I can sit down there, I can preach, I can teach for eight hours here there. <laughs> yeah. All night, all night, in Yonggil, and in Shanghai, and in, in, in other cities, they're so hungry, you know. They're so hungry. And I found out he's, uh, Emily, she can speak Chinese. Wow. And I heard from Lisa, there are so many, you know, in the, the Multicultural people here, you know, who can speak Vietnamese and Chinese, you know, Indonesia, you know. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. 2,000 is not enough. <laughs> you have to use them. You have to use them. Hallelujah. Yeah. The reason I'm coming to the, the uh, talent tomorrow, um, we talent team prayed, you know, prayed for the uh, uh, Marcus Church, you know. Uh, somebody donated a lot, and we, we start praying for the uh, church there, and there are three people there, in the Hua Hin and Leung and uh, in Bangkok. So I have to meet them, and I make sure if they really want to donate a lot for us, you know. So Leung people, they're welcoming us, you know, on 15th, we are going to discuss about the uh, church building there. And one of the, the uh, businessmen also think about the building a center in Bangkok. So anyway, I've been praying for this wealth, 
for several years, you know, please, to be a 10 million mother, I need the money, God. <laughs> I have to feed them. I have to clothe them. So I need the money for these kids, you know. And God started sending me rich people. <laughs> I don't know what happened, you know. When I went to India, the uh, um, Guwahati, you know, oh, it's an awful country, awful city, you know, because of the pollution. And there was such a pollution city, the pollution in the city, you know. And we were riding uh, uh, the van, and uh, because of dust, you know, if I just, if you just, dump, sitting on, on, a, on a bench, you know, we can feel the dust, more dust than the uh, cotton. And then I say, and then uh, with the awful time, and then after I preached, <laughs> I, after I preached in God, some rich men came up to me. For the next time, I'm going to provide a nice car for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I, I'm going to provide all the good hotel for you from next time. Hallelujah. So I have to go back to Kuwait again anyway. <laughs> so God wants you. God wants you. Fruitful and increase in number, and the fill the earth, so we do it. So you have to build up strong tent, strong house. To build a strong house, you have to have a state fast foundation for the tent. Hallelujah. The Bible says here, uh, uh, and, and everything, but uh, Bible says here, uh, um, and uh, uh, you have to have a solid foundation uh, for the tent, you know. The solid foundation means Jesus. In the Bible, lock. The foundation, the lock, means Jesus, you know. Actually, the, uh, if you read the, uh, John um, chapter 5, you know, uh, it said, all the scripture is talking about me. All the street from the from the beginning to end, the Bible is talking about the Jesus. Um, one thing I was looking for yesterday, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, someday I will show that picture, Reverend Stenson, who is the founder of this jail center. I call him like my daddy and pop. And when I planted a church, I really I really never dreamed to be a pastor's wife. I never dream, think about, uh, I never think about being a pastor's wife, you know. That's why I did it with Hwang Jin Soo. Because when I was in a barber school, uh, I was afraid, you know, oh, if I become a pastor's wife, so I have to look for the one, right one, who won't be a pastor in the future. So I saw the Jin Soo Hwang, oh, his impression is not pastor's impression. So, I have to grab him. <laughs> so uh, he, he, he used to have a girlfriend, you know. She was attending at Iwa University, you know. And um, I just, you know, grabbed it. And uh, I dated for five years, you know, and I got married. And <laughs> what happened? We are the first pastor in our alumni. So I became a pastor's wife, you know. So, which I never dreamed, you know. So, you never know what will happen. But anyway, <laughs> and so uh, we met uh, Reverend Stenson, the small church in New York State, in Cork, just beside uh, Binghamton. You know Binghamton? Yeah. 
yeah, just a piece of Binghamton. There's a little little town, Kirkwood, you know, and there's a first Christian church there. And the pastor, Reverend Stenson, had all the Reverend Stenson. And he visited us and he started giving a $10. The $10 story, I will tell you, I will show this next time. It's a long story. Anyway, so he started giving a $10. So he found this church and supporting us as a native partners, you know. And he's been sending us a letter every week. Every, I will show that later. And in every letter, he's telling us, he's teaching us, I want you to put cross of Jesus in your sermon. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. I want you to put the cross of Jesus in your sermon every time when you preach. So he's been writing to me. So I'm treasured that letter in my closet there. I'll show you that, you know. So this foundation of this tent, you should be Jesus. So I want you to share. I want you to teach. I want you to understand about Jesus. In the, in the book of Acts, the Paul says accurately. In other words, correctly and clearly. About, I, understand, I want you to understand about Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to understand about the Jesus very clearly and very correctly. Believing Jesus is not that simple. I want you to fully understand the meaning of the redemption work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So he's not giving us, he's not giving only life. He also giving us abundant life. Hallelujah. So you have to experience the fullness of Jesus. To experience the fullness of Jesus, you have to understand it fully, clearly. Correctly about the Jesus, hallelujah. Yeah. But believing Jesus is not that simple. So you can have a, such a hidden treasure, such a hidden treasure. Whether you believe it or not, I'm writing a Bible every day, one chapter every day. But uh, I couldn't write, uh, not, not on Sunday, <laughs> from, from Monday to Saturday. And whenever I write it down, I just cannot write without tears. Because he loves me so much. He treasures me so much. That's why I can live a such a happy and so splendid life. So if we just stick with the word of God, as the Bible says, bless that one who read it, who listening, who can treasure the word of God. Those are the blessed ones. Hallelujah. So I want you to show the picture of the... Uh, very beautiful king and queen from the Esther. Esther, she was an orphan. She was, a, she was a captured, you know. So she used to live with her uncle, Mordecai, you know. So uh, the Mordecai opened the door to uh, enter the, the palace. So finally he became a queen. You, know? you have the long story. And uh, if you read the Bible here, Esther 5. I want you to read some of the uh, guy. I want you to read Esther chapter 5 from verse 2 to 3. I didn't write it down. Okay. Nice voice. Okay, I want you to read it. Okay. Esther chapter 5 from 2 to 3. Okay, stand up, please. David Ann. Okay. I know your father, that's why.
Okay, the Bible says here, you know, this stick, drumstick. <laughs> when the king, when the king saw the queen Esther standing in the court, she was so beautiful, so splendid, so glorious. So he was pleased with her. So she was pleased with her, and this is not scepter anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, last night I was trying to make a scepter, you know, golden scepter, you know. But my grand, my, my uh, son-in-law, Ibrahim Jr. was sick, and he called me from the hospital, you know. So I couldn't make it, you know. <laughs> so I planned to make a gold scepter, you know, this scepter anyway. So um, the king was so pleased with her and held out to her the golden scepter that was in his hand. So... Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. You know what is the meaning? You know what's the meaning of this? If king held out the scepter and allowed the man to touch it, that means I'm going to share my authority, my power, my wisdom, my worth, my honor, glory, praise. I'm going to share with you. Hallelujah. So that's why the king decided to share his glory with his wife, Queen Esther. Because she was so glorious, so beautiful, so splendid. Such his, the king saw the, the queen was standing in her yard. So she looked so glorious, so beautiful, so splendid. So she was so excited, you know. But he held out the Scepter, scepter. So Queen Esther approached, approached, and touched it, <laughs> touched it. So she can own, he can possess the same glory which the king have. Hallelujah. That's how, that's how he can spread all the Prussia, the, all the Prussia, the big country of Prussia. The Prussia is located from India to Africa at the time, you know. So he can witness, he can spread, he can proclaim the name of Jehovah through his power, through this authority. So she owned it, she possessed it, you know. That's the church. That's the church. That's the church. God wants you to shape like a glorious church. But first of all, I want you, I want you. Make a very solid and good foundation of the church and enlarge the place of your tent. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, Peter Christian was telling me, I'm dreaming you know, something, something like that to have a church there. But before that, I want to have a good, solid foundation of this church. Hallelujah. Amen. No more about the Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And no more about the Jesus. I want you to learn more about the Jesus. Then uh, you can make a very solid foundation of the church, and then you can dispose the nations, all the nations, all the tribes, all the languages through this new family. Hallelujah. 
I don't know how many years I can live, but Lisa is asking me to live 120 years, but that is ridiculous anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I resume maybe uh, like 10 more years, you know, I can, I can make a trip with you. I'm 70 now anyway, so 10 more years I can uh, go around with you. But after that, after that, whether I can be with you or not, someday in heaven, we can see uh, such a great multitude. He's a seed, God's seed, fruitful seed, increased seed, multiplied seed. And if we can give the glory to God. Hallelujah. That's my vision. That's my prayer. And I'm praying for you to be a glorious church. Glorious church. Because this word of God promised, I'll make, I'll make my body be holy, cleansing, and spotless, and without wrinkle. So you can appear in front of your bridegroom. bridegroom. Here I am, my husband. Here I am, my husband. I want you to read uh, uh, chapter 21, Revelation, from verse 1 to 4, at your home, not here. <laughs> because the uh, timekeeper is just watching me. <laughs> so, I'll be praying for this church, great church. But you are young, and young guys, you know. You can live more than 50 years more. But before that, Jesus, he will come. He will come. He have to come. He have to come because... Uh, I'm so happy, you know. I'm so happy. I can go to heaven without tribulation anyway. <laughs> I'm so happy. But you guys, you know, you guys have to pass the tribulation. Oh. <laughs> I really pity on you. <laughs> pity on you. But don't worry. But don't worry. I want you to listen again. The promise of God from the HKR, you will live. And you are mine. Hallelujah. And uh, I will crown you on your head to see your glorious church. Hallelujah. But I'll be dreaming the church will go out. All the nations, all the tribes, all the ranges. Then they will see the brightness of his glory through you. Then they will gather. They will gather. We say, they will, they will come with empty hand. They will come with silver and gold. Hallelujah. They will come to you with silver and gold. And you can adorn the beautiful temple of God, which will come down from heaven. This will be the place for the Emmanuel. Without tears, without this, you know, for everlasting life. Hallelujah. Okay, let's pray. This time, I want you to pray. I want you to check your body as a bride. If you have a spot, if a wrinkle, if a blemish, 
I want to ask Jesus, make me holy and cleanse me with water through the, through the word of God so I can enlighten my eyes. I can enlighten my eyes to see the inheritance of God. I can enlighten my eyes to see the hope of God. And I can experience the power of God. He's got so many things, so many thoughts, so many plans, so many ideas through you. But if you can, if whenever you can humbly obey and enlighten your eyes, He will show you. He will show you beautiful picture of His kingdom, beautiful picture of His church. I want you to pray aloud. And I want to John come out here. I want to sing together. Jesus, God's righteousness.